For two plus decades now, Blue October has been stirring audiences. We've watched, followed, and loved them from the early beginnings of Hate Me to whatever they show us tomorrow. We bleed blue, and many of us have used that blue blood and this amazing music to get through our own experiences. It's always been there. Welcome to Just Sway, the blue experience, where your host, Lucas Peterson, takes on and shares everything Blue October. Let's Just Sway. Sometimes art speaks volumes where words are unable to explain. And like most things in life, art comes in many forms. It's more than just music or painting, more than just literature or cinema. And while these are forms of art, they are not always clearly defined just as the way we experience art. Some of us will experience certain forms of art with multiple senses, such as feeling the music you hear while dancing in a concert, while others will only experience a singular sense during their own unique exposure to a certain art. Think podcast, perhaps. Definitely one of those instances where you're probably only going to use your sense of hearing during the process. And in that instance, it's not as if your other senses are muted, but more so that your hearing is highlighted. Now imagine for me, if you will, an individual whose senses are intertwined to a degree that it's almost unfathomable. Imagine hearing a voice or a song, and with that sound comes a color that matches the tone of the voice or the music being heard, like the colored sound waves on a digital equalizer. And now take that person one step further and give them the gift of being so in sync with multitude of senses that they can determine from their sense of hearing what the lyrics of a song need to say in order to make the pieces fit together in harmony. Well, you don't need to imagine too hard or for too long, because my guest on this episode matches this description and uses it to create incredible music. My name is Lucas Peterson, and welcome to Just Sway, episode 22 with Jackie Rose. First, remember, if you enjoy Just Sway, do me a favor and subscribe. You'll be notified automatically when a new episode is available. And I would greatly appreciate it if you left the podcast five stars. And if you don't feel like Just Sway is worth five stars, send me a note and let me know why. What would you do differently? That feedback is crucial, and I highly value it. As well, it really does help a lot to leave a rating or a review as it lets others with similar interests find the podcast. If you've already left a review, thank you so much. I first heard about Jackie Rose back in September after I saw a post online from her dad, Mark, about her working and doing some writing with Justin. I got in touch with Mark and wanted to know more about what was going on. Why was she working with Justin? In the hopes that maybe there was more to the story that I can get involved and hear some cool info about a new artist. You see, music for me is very much about new art, and that excitement that comes along with that discovery. Mark let me know that Jackie was also currently in the process of working with Matt Noveski at Orb Studios, and that they were creating a whole new album that was expected out in the near future. Beyond that, I also learned that Jackie has extreme synesthesia, meaning she sees colors, shapes, and movement when she hears music. Now keep in mind that I still hadn't heard a single note of music from Jackie, but I instantly knew that this was a story I wanted to know more about, and possibly tell if I was able to, 
and thus Mark and I began a dialogue between each other of how we might make that happen. So I only say that to highlight that when I was finally able to meet with Jackie in early March, I knew very little about her, other than some limited posts on her new artist's Instagram account, and I had only heard two of her newly released singles. In fact, the day we sat down at Orb Studios in Austin, her second single, Opening Umbrellas, had just released that day. While in Austin that March day, Jackie and I spent around six hours together, talking about everything from her own paintings to how she got unique sounds and instruments onto her new album that will be out early summer of 2021, which I was extremely fortunate to be able to sit down and listen to it with her in its entirety. And there may be some people I might be apprehensive about having any kind of discussions with pre-interview. It was very clear early on I wasn't going to need to do so with Jackie. Her bright, caring, and just effervescent personality was immediately inviting and allowed me to really be able to probe into more of who she is and how her art is affected by synesthesia. And I think that's the perfect place to start here, getting straight to what exactly synesthesia is and how her music career is influenced and perhaps aided by this little-known perceptual phenomenon. I'm proud to welcome to Just Sway, Ms. Jackie Rose. I think it all started when I was in church, okay, in the pews, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I can like sing along," and it just gave me a lot of practice. Okay, a lot of people get their start singing at church, and really, yeah, yeah. There's surprisingly a number of people, and I I wonder if that's because like you were more comfortable singing. Was it the material, or what did you what did you think? <laughs> I think, sorry, I was just thinking about this one time. Like when the priest goes, I'm in your spirit. I'm in. I think that's how I learned how to sing on key. Okay. <laughs> sorry, that's why I was laughing. But um, it also started when um, my sister, I feel like this is a really key point. My sister uh, snuck me out to a music store because my mom didn't want me to be making noise in the house. Okay. But my sister stuck me to the music store anyway and got me a ukulele for my birthday. And I went home and I learned like I learned like two or three songs really quickly. And I was like, Mom, listen to this. And I sang to her. I was like, it's not going to make sense if I don't sing along because it's just like three chords. Nothing so special and uh, or nothing too special. And um, yeah, she was like, what? You can sing? And that's how it started. How old were you at that time? 15, 16. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's you... when I first started singing was like 15. So it hasn't been terribly long in the grand scheme of things because you're 21 now. Yes. Right? And how, wait, when did you, when was your birthday? Um, It's actually March 31st. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. happy early birthday. Thank you. So yes. you're about to be 22. Okay. It's my birthday month. Hello. Awesome. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I feel more special now. Like I got time with you during the birthday month. That's like prize time. Yes, during my yellow month. What's that mean? What do you mean? Uh, March is yellow to me. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about that. And I don't know anything about this. So the condition you have is called? Synesthesia. And then what does that mean? What does that mean? It means when the senses are combined. Like when one sense triggers another sense. So when I, for instance, when I hear music, I see color. Okay. And different colors with different tones. 
Yeah. Is there any correlation between what I'm trying if you change the octave, does it stay the same color? No. Really? Yeah. The deeper it is, the darker it is, the lighter it is. The, I mean, the higher it is, the lighter it is. Okay. And even in somebody's voice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, for instance, when Matt's playing bass, it's purple. Okay. Because it's so deep. Sure. What about, like, when you're listening to people? How does that work for you? What do you see when you're hearing somebody else's voice just in conversation? It's just like little bubbles. Like it's like like a sound wave. Like if you're like recording somebody's like vocals or just talking, like how it looks there, that's what it looks like. So what I'm seeing on my screen here is literally just like okay, so like if sound I'm sound waves. Yeah. Yeah. Like left to right. Yes. But you're seeing that coming out of somebody's mouth. Yeah, it's projected. Okay. So it's, I physically see it. Do they then disappear somewhere as the sound diminishes? Um, No, it's just like, it stays and then it goes. Like, exactly. Like, it stays, like, as long as the person's talking, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, um, I can see, like, words come out of your mouth. In shapes? Or it's just in colors? No, like, in text. So they are just a whole word. Yeah, no, I can see also as well, like, text. Okay. In a conversation sense like that, then, explain to me, is it easier for you to understand what someone is saying, or is it more difficult? Well, I guess you wouldn't know easier or more difficult, right? I thought everybody had this. Yeah. Well, that was the next thing I was kind of getting at is, (laughs) what do you know what percentage of the population is afflicted by this? Um, I'm not sure. I I forget. I don't have the statistics in front of me. I really believe that it's more than they say, because a lot of people who have it don't even know that they have it. Just a few facts here. Synesthesia affects about 3 to 5% of the population. At least that's what the latest research is showing. It's a very early on in this research. There's so much that's been developed and learned about synesthesia in just the short time in just the last few years, actually. So a short official definition from Psychology Today says synesthesia is a neurological condition in which stimulation of one sensory or cognitive pathway, for example hearing, leads to automatic involuntary experiences in a secondary sensory or cognitive pathway, such as vision. Simply put, when one sense is activated, another unrelated sense is activated at the same time. And persons who are gifted with synesthesia, and most do consider it a gift, are known as synesthetes. One other quick little bit of information, most synesthetes are women. What's the most negative thing about it? Mirror touch. Explain that to me. Um, so, for instance, I can feel like the weight of your shirt on my on my body, and I can feel the weight of like... Your hair, your your like your headphones, like I can feel the position you're in in my body, like mirrored. So like oh. I feel like the Okay. You yeah. can feel that. So when I see zombies and I see a limb missing, I physically feel that limb missing. And it hurts like a beep. <laughs> That's more to being empathetic. No, but I, I physically like I feel it. Uh-huh. 
it's it's almost like an empathy on steroids because it's like it's not like oh that makes me feel awful it's uh, i physically feel like my arm's been ripped off wow but it can be awesome too but that's just like a negative you were asking me yeah well then (laughs) tell me that that's i mean that's the next opposite Um, question Oof. i like i like to watch people dance I love to watch, like, performances. I watch, like, a lot of YouTube and stuff. I love when people are feeling, like... I'm closing my eyes and picturing it and (laughs) kind of thinking of how I would feel or how I do feel when I'm watching people dance. Okay. (laughs) So, in watching that, though, do you also then have the colors with that? If If they're dancing with music. I mean, if the music is played in the background, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just like color to sound. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. How does this help you then in being a vocalist, an artist? Well. First. First a vocalist artist. Sorry. I take song painting to another level because I literally paint like, um, I paint with my voice. So like I look at my canvas and like I just... See what what corners I need to hit. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, pitch and whatnot is a lot more easy for you to come at. For yeah, you to come I, can, I can match pitch, but I can't, like, name it. I'm still learning how to do that. Okay. <laughs> I don't have perfect pitch. Sure. And it's just something that you can train yourself, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's called relative pitch, if you learn it later. Like, oh, that's a C. Oh, that's B flat. Yeah. But anyway, you didn't ask. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to get to know and understand everything that goes along with this, because I don't know a lot about it. In, in me asking you these questions, I'm trying to get your description of what it's like, and then how it works and how it translates to, you know, being a singer. Yeah. Well, basically, like, my world's just in color all day. It's just, yeah. I don't know how to answer that. Like, did I answer it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think so. Yeah, and uh, Sorry. Feel free to, you know, well. <laughs> anything you need to. Dude, I'm so nervous. What Why? I don't know. <laughs> It'll be okay. Just chilling. Yeah, good. When then did you, how did we get here? Let's go for that. How did we get to this point to where. Is this going to be a career? Like, is this your goal to be to be a performing musician or a recording musician? Or do you find those things that's the same or different? Well, I don't know. I guess they're the same thing. An artist just performs live. Okay. You know, some do, some don't. Yeah. I think it's not separate, but like together. It's the same. And we just listened to the the album... The new album, which again, it's fantastic. I really like Thank it. Thank you. It's really, really good. But is the goal then, after the album comes out, to maybe promote it with live performances or? I would love to do some um, live performances and when it's safe to sure do it in person. But yeah, that, that would be something like awesome that I'm looking forward to when it's the right time. <laughs> yeah. And and you know that I've watched, you know, on you on Instagram, um, 
I can't even think of how many times now. It's been a, it's been a few times. Yeah, I've tried to catch you when you're on there in in pre- preparing for the interview to talk with you to know more about you, but then also to see how you perform. Hmm. And you've gotten so much better in the last three months that I've watched you. <laughs> I can only imagine in a rehearsal type setting and saying and strictly adhering to a you know, a set list list. and yeah, practicing those again and again and again and again, like your strength is just going to get even so much better. I think, Mm -hmm. I I think you have that ability in you. Do you have any nerves about that? Is that, is that something that you want to do? Oh, I want to perform so badly. Really? Yeah. Ever since I was four, I remember looking into this big mirror and being like, I'm supposed to be on the stage. Like I'm so, like I would see myself but it would be on a stage. Like I don't know since I was little I knew that this is what I'm supposed to do being an entertainer. Okay. And <laughs> that's cool. I mean, so you have that goal. That's awesome. So you that's the way you described it. See, that's a that's easy for me to wrap up as like one word. You want to be an entertainer. Yeah. Okay. It's and, awesome. Why wouldn't you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, there's a there's a huge amount of vulnerability. I yeah, think every time I sing one of my songs, it's like, oh my god, I'm reading a page literally out of my diary that I ripped out and put in my song folder and decided to keep. <laughs> so that's one of the themes I picked up in listening to that album. The album seemed to be very either self introspective. Or self-descriptive. And I think those are two different things. But, you know, we we spent a little time talking before we started, before we got the album done. So I got to kind of experience a little bit of your personality off a camera and just the real you, right? So that's kind of where I picked that up. When you wrote and approached these songs, is that kind of some of what you were thinking? Or am I reading too much into it? Um... Honestly, every song has a different, like, I could literally spend all day telling you every story for every part of the song. But, like, um, I don't know. I really just wanted to kind of play with the idea of, like, God being, like, everything. If you listen to it, like, you can tell I talk about, like, that subject a lot. Yeah, I did hear that in there quite a bit. Yeah. The references to something else. Yeah. Some other being or some other sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Just asking for help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big one too. And that's what that's a lot of what I thought you were talking about is either you're talking to another being or you're talking to the other being that is within you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like there was a line in there. Let me, hold on. Let me find it in my notes. Something about the ego. Oh, um, my ego. Um, the constant fight between you and I, my ego. Which song was it? Do you remember? Um, Sense of Wisdom. Okay. Yeah. Like, cause that's where I kind of, it picked up for me. And then I wrote the big note I had on the top. Like the songs sound self-descriptive. And now I'm getting more from you that it's not necessarily just self-descriptive, but it's seeking the God Mm -hmm. in everything. Mm -hmm. So is, do you come from a, like a religious type family? I mean, you were at church when you started singing, but. Uh, I'm not 
anymore. I'm not a part of the church, but I was raised in the Catholic church. Okay. From like, my mom was super Catholic, so it was like praying rosaries in the car, uh, listening only to like Catholic radio, you know, just like always going to church. Sure. That was my life. So this is like a topic that I love to like cover because... I feel like I have a really unique perspective on it because I see like through all the corrupt lies and just like I only want to do things for the highest good, for the best purpose. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't know if like it really has to do much with religion and more about the connection between like God is in you. Like, I mean, God can help you, but it's also, can I be God? Like kind of shit. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's a separation that I make with people, too, when they'll ask me about my faith or my religion type stuff or related to God. And I'm I, my easy explanation for who I am, and you, I think, will relate a lot with this, is I'm not very religious, but I'm very faithful. Mm-hmm. Like, I can feel and see and sense a God, a power in everything, in, in myself— and in other people and in, in everything that we see in the world, because there's nothing here that we've made that wasn't already here, you know, if that makes yeah. sense. No, right? I got you. The one thing that we do make that isn't here is life. It has to come from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So it's this weird thought of like, okay, everything's already here except for life. And we bring that life down. We bring that life, like we are the vessel for that life, at least for human life. And then other mammals do the same thing with their young and whatnot. So that has to come from somewhere. And it's this really weird thought of like, well, then where does it come from? Well, it has to be a power or some other kind of being. But the music in in getting back to the music of where where the songs are and relating that, I think you do a really crafty job. D- did you write all the songs? Yeah. With either um, by yourself some, or you worked with them? Some I wrote by myself, some I wrote with others. Okay. Sounds of Wisdom, 555, I wrote by myself, if that's what you're asking. But I can't remember which ones. I wrote Shooting Out Our Brains, Opening Umbrella, and Opening Umbrellas with Paco Strata. I wrote Call Me God, and um, <laughs> This Is It, and Rotting Fruit with... Uh, Sean, like he made the music, but I wrote the lyrics. Okay. That's, that's what fair. I was going to ask you too, is like in your, in your process, which one usually comes first, the lyrics or the music? It depends. Sometimes when I hear the song, I can like, phys- like I can see what's missing. Like I, and I fill in the puzzle pieces with my voice so with the syllable. So you kind of just know okay. what like to play. So when I hear a, a tune, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> And I hear the melody already missing. So I'm like, oh, just sing that. Okay. <laughs> like so you, you see what's missing and you paint it. It's like paint by numbers. But instead of the m- numbers or color or paint, you're using your voice. Your voice, yeah. Ah. Yeah, it's my paint. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> like I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm so interested. I would love to just have the view of that lens what that feels like and what that looks like. Not not being a singer myself or an artist of 
whatever kind. You're a guitarist. <laughs> yeah, I can I can emulate other people playing. <laughs> I haven't created my own songs, but yeah. You'll get um, it. No, I, I there was something else I was going to say on that. Now I forgot. That's okay. It'll come Sorry. back to me. No, no, no. Don't worry about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, we were talking about order of writing. Like if you listen to the song first and sing, or yeah. you sing and then. Or write the words. Some of them I have, I wrote the words before. Um, oh, for instance, you know, like Rotting Fruit, the fourth song on my album, the green song. It's like, um, there's a second verse in it that I wrote outside of my cousin's house, I guess. Like, and I got this guitar and it was like the first time I played guitar in a second because I, when I came to Texas, I didn't have a guitar. So, um, this was like in the beginning of last year. So I wrote this, like, I just put my phone down and I like recorded myself singing, like, if I make it, if I make it by tomorrow, I'll ask like that type of thing. Um, that second verse. And that's how that came out. And I was like, Oh my God, I love this song. And it's just like 40 seconds. Like, it's just like a snip. And Matt like helped me like put it in order. And now it's, the second verse. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's a little bit behind the process. Like I wrote that song in my little car. That's cool. That had a lyric that I wrote down. You said searching for patience on the search of mayhem or and the search yeah, of mayhem. Yeah, I've been searching for patience. For patience. I've been ser- I've been on the search for mayhem. So it's like when you know you have to face your shadow side and work out, you're like the not so beautiful side of you it's like i've been looking for some patience i'm about to like open the closet and look at all the skeletons like um i've been searching for some mayhem like you find peace through the chaos if that makes sense yeah (laughs) that's why i wrote that okay yeah that's good insight um i i like it it's just it's out there like it's it's deep and out there being like in a respectful way like you're re you're you're picking things and you're putting words to feelings that i couldn't do but yet i can relate to the feeling that's what some artists can do where they can't name what they do do you know what i mean yeah and they don't they don't know how they do it they just they're able to do that and i think a lot of your lyrics for me i felt that it's like oh okay that's what that that's what that feels like you're describing a feeling that i've had but I haven't been able to articulate what that feeling was. You know what I mean? And then with the music, then it just, it helps to connect. It's really cool. Yeah. Yay. I'm glad you like it. That's such a um, nerve wracking one to show because it's so vulnerable. I'm literally talking about trying to survive, like trying to make it to the next day. Yeah. It's like, I used to call it like, this is, that was my um, cry for help song. Okay. And when we when we talked earlier, you were telling me like you suffer from I don't know if suffer is the right word, but you you're I deal an- with anxiety? Yeah. The anxiety? Yeah, manic depressive over here. Okay. So there's some mental health stuff in here as well. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. Is that kind of what the the song with Justin was related to, The Road to Recovery? Uh, no. No. I actually wrote that song about my aunt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell me more. What like what was going on? Uh, well, I wrote it from the point of view of like a seven year old when I, um when she passed away from a bad batch of 
black heroin in Texas. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. She died with like a needle in her. <laughs> sorry. Oh, my God. If that's, I'm not supposed to laugh during that. I laugh when, I, when I'm scared. Okay. Sure. Well, she passed away and I was seven. And um, when I say like my birthday or funeral, for me, like everybody can have their own interpretation. But for me, she died in February and she was supposed to come to my birthday at the end of March or like April 1st, like around there. And, um... And it was like instead we spent the our birthday like we spent time there. Yeah. Yeah. In so dealing like, with that. Yeah. So it's like whenever I hear that um, chorus or pre-chorus, whatever you want to call it, like feelings of wondering, moments of stuttering, like that's me just being like I don't even know why my aunt died, like why we're here, like nobody would tell me how she died, because how do you tell a little kid? That somebody died because of drugs, you know, yeah. it doesn't look great. just like everything <laughs> what do you mean like it's okay to talk about this sure yeah as far as death goes or you mean yeah okay drugs and stuff tea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and that's one of the reasons you know in more background kind of for you too on the podcast one of the aims that i have one of the goals that i strive for is to br help to bring more awareness because Blue October, their music, Justin's message, Justin's story has done so much for helping to get out the word with mental health, illness, addiction, recovery, those types of things. So in you sharing that, somebody else is going to relate. They're going to say, oh, yeah, I was young once and I lost someone and nobody talked about it. Yeah. That's good insight into that song. Then I'll have to listen to it again with that in mind. And also, um, I really wrote this song, too, um, about, I told Justin, I'm like, I can feel myself, like, turning into her, and I'm scared that I'm going to end up the same way. That's why it's like, you're my road to recovery, because I know what not to do now, mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. like, because I'm like, oh, my God, if I died right now and somebody came to my house and saw how messy it is. But that's how her house was when she died. It was all messy. She had like seven dogs. It was like just a, a mess. I'm like, oh, my God, am I turning into my Aunt Debbie? Like, oh, my gosh. So that's what the song is about is to be like, I think of you and I love you and I love myself. So I will respect myself because I deserve it.
Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Do you think then, I mean, (laughs) no, 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 that's okay. I think those two, that thing either works one of two ways in my view, something like that happening at that early of an age, either it's going to cause a lot of trauma and maybe lead to that path like you're talking about, or it's going to be that lesson and that roadmap Mm -hmm. To where you don't lead to that yeah, path. The awakening, almost. Yeah, that's a good term for it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So you're you're kind of an advocate then of just being open, more open, more honest, more communicative about what's inside, what you're mm-hmm. feeling, even if they don't understand it at whatever age or whatever's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess not whatever age, but with... Take it with, like, a grain of salt. You know what I mean? But, like, I do believe that we censor a lot of the things we say because we feel the need to please others' opinions mm-hmm. if we know what they are. and Or at least I used to be that way, and now I'm not. Like, growing up, it was kind of like, shh, like, don't talk about your mental health issues. And it's like, but I need to talk about them if I want help. Like, you know, like, the... The squeaky tire gets the wheel, or whatever they say. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. The squeaky tire gets the wheel. That was not right. <laughs> that was completely wrong. I'm so You sorry. got there. <laughs> yeah, it just took me a second. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. What was it like working with Justin? Oh, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> sorry, am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> no, you are allowed. Yeah, that was so much fun. Oh. How long? How many days did you guys work together? Uh, we were at a studio. We worked together for two days. Okay. Back to back. Yeah, it was awesome. And was it all songwriting? Um, songwriting, rec- um, tracking like vocals to like, you know, bass, uh, like kind of just like guidelines for actually recording it, just making a good demo. Were there um any particular things that you remember that you picked up? And uh, learn from him? Dude, so much. But I really want to tell the story. Okay. So when we were there, the power went out. <laughs> and he said that was the first time the power had went out. And I was like, I'm like, I'm sorry. These things happen when I'm around. <laughs> it's true. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and um, we sat, um, Matt, uh, Justin and I sat on the ground and we just were writing on an acoustic guitar justin was playing guitar and we were just we kept going i mean (laughs) we just really got to like get to like almost like the meat and bones like or i guess the meat and potatoes i don't know (laughs) yeah we got to like just like strip it to like just the guitar and vocals and like that or guitar and lyrics and that was like so much fun i'll never forget that okay anyway sorry blob no that's great um, yeah. I feel like I learned a lot about just like, I don't think he knows that he taught me while I was there, but he definitely taught me a lot about just like storytelling almost. Like just what are you trying to make the person think of? Like what are you thinking? Just write it down. And yeah, it was really cool working with him. He's so amazing. Oh my God. That was cool. Yeah. Did it... Did you you did you know of him before in working with him? Um, actually, like a little bit, but no, not really. But like, holy fuck! Like, writing with him really helped me like grow as a writer. Okay, 
That's awesome. And everybody I've worked with, but like, it was cool too. Yeah. And now since working with him, have you at all listened to? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. I binged it. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's awesome. I thought it was cool. I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I think it's cool. What are, what things in there kind of struck to you? Oh, I love, um, <laughs> this is going to sound basic. I love like the, um, the color patterns they make. Like, oh, for instance, calling you, uh, I'll be calling you to see the double symbols. If you're sleeping, are you dreaming? If you're dreaming, like that makes the double dreams. If you're sleeping, are you dreaming? If you're dreaming, are you dreaming of me? Like the double things, like the same word is like the same color. So it uh. makes that like double thing. And I, I really love that. That's what stood out to me. Okay. <laughs> I've never thought of it that way before. Well, as a synesthete, that's how I think. Okay. I, I think of it as like yellow 11s almost. Do you hear that a lot of other songs? I not just yeah. Blue October, but yeah. But that was like the first thing I remember. Like the first night I like binged everything. I was like, wow, I love like how Justin's words taste and look and how he how he is. And he was able to tell me about his um, synesthesia stuff, and it was like really cool. I'd be like, oh yeah. You're cool. <laughs> I didn't know that he suffered from that at all um, until I started really getting ready to talk to you. Yeah. He has smells. Like, he smells stuff. Like, he likes smells. It's cool. That was awesome. That's funny you say that because I think I, one of the times I met him, he told me that. And I was, like, embarrassed. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you smell so good, man. <laughs> he gave me a hug. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Let which, me paint your fragrance. That gives me a whole new perspective now. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I, at least that's a compliment. Oh, yeah. yeah it wasn't like you smell awful. Go away. <laughs> like, you smell like rotty fish. Yeah. Or rotty no. fruit. No. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> One of the things I think would be the toughest thing today in being a nude artist or musician would be the constant ability for others to provide their own feedback on your work. From social media alone, the instant access to another's art is both a blessing and a curse. And so it was interesting to hear how Jackie approaches that and what her attitude is towards critiquing her own work as well. She has such a mature attitude, but at the same time, she has her own little character thrown in throughout. I'm my greatest critic. So when I hear something, all I hear is like the mistakes that I make. But when I listen to other people's stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But for mine, I'm like, oh, did you hear that? That little like bump, like 0.5 seconds, like da -da -da -da. like it's just one thing can like knock off the whole thing. I'm like a part of me is like, it's okay. Everything happens for a reason. And the other part's like, why did I fuck up? I'm so mad at myself. I should be like a professional by now. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, why do I keep messing up? But you have to be nice to yourself. Yeah. But don't listen to me, kids. <laughs> I've been spoken for 50 years. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Okay. You've got a lot of characters. Like, I mean, you, you've got a lot of characters. Like, what I hear, what I heard right there, like, that's a character coming out. I would call that like a character. Like, it's. 
it's being funny it's being relating to someone and like expressing an opinion hey i'm an old person get off my lawn you know <laughs> i do the same silly stuff too <laughs> but i'm like in you know we've been i've been here a few hours now and you've you've expressed like those multiple characters but it's great because that personality comes through and the way i think it's great in in relating it to your music and i said this when we were listening to to it is all the layers i think that comes through in your songs in the different layers and i don't know if that's you so much or the producer oh, or a combo both produced it but i think that's where that comes from mm. i was trying to put my head on it or my my brain on it when we were listening to it and now i just did i feel you talking about like 555 like that one was a lot of layers that one was a ton of layers. Yeah. So, and at the end of the song, you finally hear what I was trying to say at the the whole time was like, I hope that there's never another one of you because you think that I'm saying like, there will never be another one like you, like I'm missing you. And then it's like, oh fuck, I pray that there will never be another one like you. So it's like that kind of layer, at least like meaning wise. Mm-hmm. Well, that one song threw me for a loop there at the end because the whole time I'm thinking about you're talking about yourself, but that doesn't make sense yeah. at the end. You wouldn't say that about yourself. Can I be honest? Mm -hmm. I wrote the song because I was talking to somebody and then I realized, oh my gosh, you look like so the exact same as somebody else that I once did. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's what that song's about. Really? Yeah. It's like I keep seeing so-and-so when I look at you like type vibes but not telling them that so I write it down how do you make your music or you as an artist stand out to get noticed because that's one of the things I think that is so hindering today you nailed it you read my mind almost there's so much choice and there's so much selection now and it's so easy for somebody to sit in a closet and produce an album. Quality might be a different topic of conversation, but literally you can record and produce an album with a minimal cost. Dude, there's some people who are just recording stuff off of their phones and they make it like big and props to them, dude. Like yeah. you do you, man. Yeah, which I, I'm, I'm totally with you. But what do you do as an artist? What are you focusing on? What are you trying to do to make yourself stand out, to make yourself get noticed, to put that brand out there? Wow, this is a good question. I guess to be like chill. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just chilling, just seeing what happens. I I guess I'm tying synesthesia into it too, which kind of makes me a little different. But like, I don't know. Like, I guess... Trying to be open. I just want to be a badass. What does it mean to be a badass? To just do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> does anybody truly do that? I don't know. I don't know either. It's a question I've wondered. Like, I don't think people ever truly get to that point. I have. You have? 100%. Like, I read the book. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You know what I mean? 100% of the time, I do whatever the hell I want, no matter what anybody else says. No. I actually do a lot. Oh, God. Yeah, that's actually why I got the septum piercing, because my cousin was like, 
do not do it. So I, I, I went immediately and I did it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can do things in defiance, <laughs> of course. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> so you don't have any... Well, the, there's two things there to follow up on that. The team you have is going to make a big difference with that. Mm, right? Yeah, my team's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, this team seems really good. I mean, obviously you've got Matt yeah, Nobeski, a giant name. My mentor. Yeah. Like, oh, how has he helped you in developing this process and developing you as an artist, as a singer? Oh, perfect timing. <laughs> That's funny. We were just talking about you, sir. Yeah, we're <laughs> gossiping about you. But oh, yeah, so now anyway, you get to talk about him. Yeah, we hate him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> no, like, tell me more about what that, because I know this relationship between you and him is strong and you guys have a good connection. Um, like the video you posted with you guys doing the, the dance oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're having fun. You know, what, what is it? What has it been like in him and you working with him and growing that and learning from each other? It's been awesome. I don't know. I feel like you, he teaches me, sorry, you or he teaches me a lot about like things that like, I don't know, like about like, I don't know. I learn a lot from just like a different perspective of things. And I feel like I do the same with him, like showing my perspective, like especially as a cinecete and showing like in comparing notes almost, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh huh. Yeah, it's cool because I've never really written with anybody before Matt. Okay. And then he helped me like write with other people. Was that a different, uh, how was that adapting that process? If you've always just written by yourself and then you bring another person in there, uh, did that throw a wrench in there at first? Um, a little bit, I guess. I'm not sure. I guess it's just about like sharing space. We found out early on that I can really only work with one person at a time, like one writer at a time. And I think that really, like, figuring out that formula really just helped, like, be like, oh, okay, well, how about this idea? And it's just, like, a really natural, intuitive process. Okay. Like, if I know what it is, like, why would you change it? Like, why would you change the line if you already know what the line is? Yeah. Right? And in that same sense, you might change it because you might not have explored that yeah. route that the other mind has. That's what's been awesome mm -hmm. working with like other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's what you just said in a nutshell, that perspective, a yeah. different perspective. And you've also got somebody who's been around the business, knows what this business is like in and out. And he knows it in a multitude of ways. So he can show you a lot of different things other than just, you know, the what it's like on stage, what it's like touring, what it's like recording. Mm -hmm. Those are all different things, but he's got the whole gamut of things. Yeah. And then he's got, you know, the producer, like you said, the songwriter, studio owner, all those types of things that's going to help you to be... Mm. Oh, isn't he a bassist too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of does that, I guess, you know. <laughs> um, Lol. No, that's great. I mean, and the, you're the second person I've talked to now that, that he's worked with. And the thing I think I take away from both of you, Alex, Nicole, oh, and I yourself. Yeah, she's <laughs> awesome. But you seem to get a wisdom 
it's an age thing that shouldn't be there and yet it's there. And I don't know where it's coming from. Is it, if it's just, if it would have happened anyway, or if it's because of the relationship and working with someone like that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, I guess it depends. Like, yeah, I guess (laughs) T what (laughs) I don't know. I guess like everything's just in timing. So Mm -hmm. it happens when it happens, you know? Yeah. It, it, exactly. And it's, it, there's too many variables in the, there to really pin it down. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like in my experience with the two people, it's the same similar characteristics. You know, you've got <laughs> as far as the music approach goes and what I hear from the sound and what you're producing, what you're making, there's a, there's a commonality, there's a wisdom, there's a growth to it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. I forgot we were recording. Good. Oh my gosh. Okay. What are your, this is going to, let me kind of get to it, but generically, I'm kind of curious being your age, in your mind, what are some of the fears you have about approaching this as a career and, you know, having this as, you know, shooting for this goal? Because it's often said it's easier to win the lottery than be really yeah it's it, i mean more people win the lottery than become superstars if you want to put it that way i've heard steve perry say that oh ah uh, yes steve, steve perry was perry. a giant you know ah uh, yes the the only person in the music industry no, I'm just <laughs> <Yeah. joking>. um <laughs> no i i don't know i guess i just i think i'm doing it with the right intention so it's gonna stick because I want what I make to be able to like to collect it and give it back. Like I want to be able to help fund things and help housing for homeless. I want to help everything, you know. So I'm really excited for that. So I hope it takes off. I don't really have any fears. Okay, that's good. Have no fear. <laughs> well, no, and and I didn't ask it in wanting, you know, or steering it in any way. I'm just I was just curious and oh, to no. get your mindset. I see the pure talent. I can hear it. I can experience it. I can really feel it now in listening to that whole album for sure. Thank you. Yeah, and your voice is incredible. Like it's awesome. I love it. I, I yeah, this is an album I would love to listen to, and I'm excited to listen to it again. And I wouldn't have invested the time and you know energy to to do this if i didn't say that but i think it's a question that does have to be answered and at the same time i also believe that we all make our own way and if you believe you can do something it's cliche to say but i think you can no definitely it's manifesting yeah right write down what you want exactly yeah so okay thank you for being open to that question not you know being offended by it because it's not meant to be negative in any way. Like, it's supposed to take a neutral approach to it. In that same context, and you mentioned some of those goals, but what are some other goals that you have? Is there, like, stages you think of that you want to play? or? Yes. The first one has to be, okay, first, Tiny Desk. I would love to do that someday. But that's not a stage stage, per se. I guess I would love to do, what's that place in Colorado, the mountain? Red Rocks. Red Rocks? Yeah. That's one of my dream places. Like, oh, I'd love to play there. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful, it's one of the most picturesque. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. 
I've never been there, but it's uh, all the pictures I've ever seen. I'd love. I want to see a concert there. Yes, right? very much. Whenever I see the rocks, they taste. They feel like so good on my tongue. Huh. So like I want to be there and just like feel it. Like it's almost like eracers on my tongue. Okay. Like if that makes sense. Have yeah. you ever put an eraser? In your- no. <laughs> oh, okay. I get what you mean. The forbidden fruit. <laughs> forbidden. Forget. Forbidden fruit. Anyway. <laughs> Lol. Hi. Any oh. other venues that come yeah. to mind or places? Um, probably like Madison Square Garden, the Forum, the Oh. Like I fucking love to do shit like that. Like let's dream big. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I mean, I'm going to play on the moon, Lucas. <laughs> really? Mars. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, we're all getting into this whole space flight thing. We are right here in Texas, the home of SpaceX. So. Oh, is it? I yeah. didn't even. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know where it's at, but it's somewhere close here. He moved it here. Oh, um, wow. Let's see. Let's take a rocket. Yeah. Right. Yeah, let's just go. Just Let's look Fire at the, it up. Let's look at the rock from up there. You mean Earth? Yeah. <laughs> One of the things both Jackie and myself noticed very early on when we were talking was this energy where we were both sharing. There were times when we just felt like the words almost weren't even necessary because we both felt the emotion and vibe, if you will, of the room and the space between us. And then right towards the end of us talking, this moment happened. And I was so thrilled we still had the headsets on and captured it because otherwise we might not be able to fully share it. And maybe somebody wouldn't believe it. But we got it. So check this out. A little setting of the stage here and stick with me. It'll only get strange for a minute and then it'll get really strange. We've been sitting talking in a room at Orb Studios for at least four hours at this point. She's sitting on a couch on one wall of the room. I'm about eight to ten feet away from her, right in front of her. And I'm also right in front of this big engineer console with a big computer monitor. And the one that they use to mix music. Or one of the rooms that they use to mix music. Again, we haven't met before. And I'm sitting there in jeans, a long sleeve shirt. Sleeves are rolled up to my elbows. And then she asks me this. Do you have a lion tattoo? It's a tiger. Oh, is it actually? I I didn't know yeah. what it was. I it's did, a tiger. I He's up here. I didn't. What the fuck? And how did you see that? I, f- I felt a feline on your arm. That's, That's fucking so weird. weird. That's weird. <laughs> Remember when we were talking about you? Sometimes you just... That's how I am too. Yeah. Like you just know. That's really weird. I feel I feel weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we have to tell him. We have to tell him, make sure we tell Matt that. She's got some crazy instincts for sure. Yeah, we've been bouncing when we were talking, even getting the, the you know, before we got to listen to the album and stuff, we had some things that kind of floated between us and we both kind of felt yeah. it and we were sharing things that we weren't even vocalizing. It's It's been, for me, you know, it's like, I, I, I say this a lot, but like working with Jackie the last six months, I guess. Um, yeah, it's been a, ha- it's, it's been- I mean, it's this weird, this is COVID year. This is like everybody feels like they've been living in a tent in the woods for, you know, a while. You haven't? But <laughs> it's close. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, but like one of the things that I think that I've really taken away from it, because it's been a big learning experience for me too, but it's like, I, it's been really nice working with somebody like her because it is reminded me to listen to my instincts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like working with somebody that's so in tune with their own, like, I guess like their own inner clock and their own, like in, in their feelings, like not getting caught up in a lot of the everyday things that a lot of us do, you know, it's nice because it kind of reminds me to 
let go of some of those things myself, you know, and just listen to myself, like listen to my, listen to my, uh, my thoughts and like, let my thoughts take over and let my heart take over and not get too analytical about everything. And that's another thing that like, I don't think that Jackie suffers from at all, which is great. And it's really refreshing is that whole, like, I'm going to second guess myself. Like if she writes a lyric, it's very much meant to be, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it's very, and it's kind of instantaneous too. Which is super rare. Well, number one, I want to make sure I say thank you to both of you guys on the recording. So, yeah. thank you, Matt. Oh, thank you. Thank you, oh. Jackie, for all the time here. Thank you. And if there was anything else you wanted to add... Man, I just... Be bad I, bitch. I, you know, when I listen to the, to, the, to the record, like, I've been really blessed in my life to work with a lot of really great artists. And, there's, and there are some records that you listen to and you're like... Oh, the world deserves to hear this. You know what I mean? Like, I just want people to hear this. Like, and they can love it or hate it, and that's fine. But please just listen to it, you know? And so, and her record is one of those records. And I listen to it, and and I really mean that. I really do. You know, I'm not just saying that because she's (laughs) sitting six feet from me. Um, (laughs) I'm saying it because it's true, you know? And I'm I'm super proud of it. And we really, like, put so much extra love into it and so much extra heart into it. And so, to me, like, that... I think that people like you that are like, hey, uh, this is a, a relatively new artist or a younger artist, you know, that's just getting her name out there. But you hear something in the music and you want you want to spread the word mm-hmm. and you want other people to hear what you hear. That's awesome. That's a huge compliment. So to me, it's like, thank. I want to say thank you for doing that. Yeah, thank you. Well, yeah, right back at you. I think that's yeah. awesome. Well, you're welcome. And actually, I hadn't heard a single note of your music before I decided I wanted to talk to you. Really? That's the weird part. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, your dad told me about you and I was just like, I heard your story wow. and he told me your story and more in depth about that. And I was That's just like, I want to talk to this yeah. person. Yep. That's really And cool. then I heard your music and then I was like, did he like yep. it? Did I like it? Yeah. My music. Yes. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Thank you. Sorry. That's a dumb question. No. I'm always like. It's actually a really good question. I don't know. You can be honest. You'd be like, oh, track seven fucking sucks. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah, I don't care about me. No, I (laughs) didn't. Thank you. And then I was like, oh, yeah, dude. Like, we got to make this happen. Yeah. And then he said, reach out to Matt. He's the one. Talk to him. <laughs> Not in those words. <laughs> Actually, Mark is pretty lengthy in his messages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's going to be no, the first thing. Like awesome. We won't. Oh, my so. God. Talk to yeah. you. Yeah. That's Man, all. This, yeah. Can we stop playing Fortnite? Thank you. She's crazy. Opening umbrellas in that are out red flag opening umbrellas and there is a new one coming out pretty quickly here uh, i believe that one is 5:55 a.m you heard that one in the uh, episode there so that video though i gotta tell you guys i got a sneak peek at it and oh my gosh that video is absolutely beautiful so much 
looking forward to that thing coming out and her being able to share that. The song is amazing, and then you see the video with it. It's like this is just this all ties in so well together. It's very craftily done. I'm excited to see how that goes over to get that out to you guys for everyone else to be able to see and share that. And so guess what? We had such a good conversation with Jackie, myself, and Matt that when the three of us got together, we just talked about a, a few different things, mainly music and podcasting and those types of things. Well, I didn't want to cut all of that out. So instead, what I decided to do is take that and make it into a bonus episode. So you not only get episode 22, there's also episode 23, which is going to be the bonus stuff that we left off there. It's a shorter episode. I think it's probably only going to be about 25 minutes long. But definitely go check that one out. That conversation between the three of us, you're going to hear a little bit of repeat in there from the end. But that conversation was just, it, it was awesome. It was so cool. Uh, for me, it was it was just great uh, sitting at Orb Studios, talking to Matt, talking to this great new artist, Jackie Rose. I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal. I can't tell you guys how uh, how much I left there excited and how hard it was to sleep that night. <laughs> like that That's putting it very mildly. But I want to again say thank you to Matt. Thank you to Jackie for sharing this. And thank you to Mark for setting this all up, for getting this all in motion, for dealing with me and my questions and persistence with him and for his hospitality and hosting me down there and helping me with everything in Austin. It was an amazing weekend that I had down there talking to to Matt and Jackie. Make sure you go follow Jackie Rose on Instagram. I've got a link for her Instagram page on the show notes. You can also go check out her art page. I've put a link in there. I don't know when that was last updated, but there is some really, really cool stuff on there. Go check it out. She's a very talented painter. She's got some just amazing art. I mean, it's incredible. It's it's great. And make sure to follow her on YouTube and just check out these videos. Like the videos she's got already for opening umbrellas and red flags. I mean, I'm really looking forward to 5.55 a.m. coming out, but these other two videos that she's already released are awesome. And I didn't even get to include that part of the us talking. I thought that was one of the weaker parts of the conversation, but her talking about making the videos and how involved she is, it, you can tell. You watch these videos and you can tell that she's really trying to portray as much of her lyrics and the song and the music into the visual arts. And you just get a, a good sense of how the synesthesia comes through in that form. It really brings it to light. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate that you're here. I'm excited to share more new artists. I've got some more stuff coming out. Working hard on getting new episodes all the time, talking to more people, just sharing some more great Blue October stuff, finding new artists to talk about, people who are inspired by different members of the band or working with different members of the band. It's a great opportunity for me to share all this stuff with you. I appreciate your listening. I'm glad that you're here. I hope you're all well out there and getting through this weird 2021, start to 2021 anyway. And until the next time you hear my voice, keep graceful dancing. And you're a superstar on your own.